they all remembered when he came. It was Saturday, December 2nd, when the nurses watched the 102-year-old man shuffle in, aided by a Zimmer frame and flanked by Stephen and Mary and his grown-up children, themselves no spring chickens. They also remembered the day when he left, because it was the same day. It was 9.30 when he arrived. We're here, Dad, shouted Stephen. This is your new home, shouted Marion. Eh? said the old man. This is where you live now, Stephen shouted, while Marion went over to talk to the nurses. We want his last few days to be comfortable, she was explaining. And since my husband's mum has had to move in, well, you know, something had to give. And it was you, wasn't it, Dad? She looked fondly at her elderly father. Eh? said the old man again. He's a bit deaf, she said, so he likes to listen to his music quite loudly. Don't you, Dad? she said, raising her voice. Eh? replied her father. Don't let him fool you, though. He's quite all right up there, she warned. He's got a wicked sense of humour as well, said her brother, sidling up to her. Come on, Marion, we've got to go now. We're picking up my grandson from the station, he explained, back from Oxford. Are there any more forms for us to sign? No? Okay, well, best leave the old man here. Bye, Dad, called Marion as they left. She was treated to one last, eh, to her retreating figure. Right, Mr Braithwaite, said Michelle, the head nurse on duty. This is your home now. Marion don't want me anymore, said Mr Braithwaite, surprising Michelle with his clarity. Oh, it's not that, she soothed. It is, interrupted Mr Braithwaite. Michelle exchanged a glance with Lynn, the other nurse on duty. No, it's not. It's just that her husband's mother has had to move in and... Tosh, said Mr Braithwaite, surprising them again. It's that she don't let me play my records. Lynn decided to intervene. Right, Mr Braithwaite, she said in her most matter-of-fact voice. That's enough of that. Let's get you to your room, settle in, and then we can have a little play of our records, can't we? She smiled ingratiatingly at him. I like them loud, said the old man with a smile. We'll see, said Lynn grimly as she escorted him to his new room. Later that day, at lunchtime, Mr Braithwaite was busy making friends. They've let me bring my records, he said to June, who was stroking a taxidermied cat on her lap. Party at mine, he winked at her. Eh, said June. After a nap, he clarified. She smiled her toothless smile at him. I like parties, she said. Oh, we had a lovely one in the streets when the Queen was coronated. We ate chicken. Well, I don't have any food, admitted Mr Braithwaite, but I've got some lovely records. Come at five. I'll be there, she said and then turned her attention back to her stuffed cat. By the end of lunch, Mr Braithwaite had invited everyone to his room for five. The guests were buzzing. The news had even reached Michelle and Lynn. They discussed it in the kitchen as they did the washing up. Well, it might be nice, said Michelle. Everyone talking and some Frank Sinatra or whatever playing. Maybe we should give them the fairy cakes we've got in the freezer. They always kept emergency fairy cakes in the freezer, just in case one of the residents decided it was their birthday and couldn't be talked out of it. We'll see, said Lynn for the second time that day. But by the time five o'clock rolled around, she'd mellowed a bit. She'd even told Mr Braithwaite they could use the dining room for his party, and went so far as to Tesco's and pick up some party food and paper streamers. Poor old man's not got long left, let's give him a little do, she said, as she poured some ready-sorted crisps onto her paper plate. And it's nearly Christmas, agreed Michelle, as she arranged some sausage rolls. Maybe he's got some nice carols. Or Cliff Richard. My mum always liked that Cliff Richard one. They carried the food into the dining room where everyone in Lowgate Residential Care Home was waiting. About bloody time, grumbled Mr Braithwaite. Let's nosh, then I'll play my lovely records. 
Michelle looked dubiously at the record player. Is that your grandson? she asked. He looked at her. No, it's fine. He plays my records. Okay, said Michelle, backing away. She thought it was strange, but maybe one of the great-grandsons who'd been to Oxford had bought a new one and given this one to him. She wondered when the music would start, when all of a sudden Mr Braithwaite shouted, Lights! And the room was plunged into darkness. But not for long. There was a sound of snapping all around. Then there was the waving of glow sticks. Play us a tune, shouted Billy Jenkins from his wheelchair. He had a glow stick in each hand and was waggling them with evident pleasure. I see you, baby, shaking out ass by Groove Armada suddenly came over the sound system. Michelle had been surprised to see a deck with two turntables, but nothing could have compared, prepared her for Mr Braithwaite's scratching. Her son Lawrence was into what she considered DJ nonsense, but she realised it was because he didn't have half the technique of this 102-year-old man. Mr Braithwaite expertly faded out Groove Armada, and then the 90s dance floor filler Ride on Time began seamlessly. With Michelle left speechless and motionless, Lynn took control. She marched over to the turntables and pulled out the plug. The music stopped instantly. Ow, said all the old folks. Bed, commanded Lynn, pointed a finger upstairs. But it's only six o'clock, moaned June. I don't care. That's enough excitement for one day. Now, bed, said Lynn again. Not you, she said, as Mr Braithwaite looked to go as well. You stay here and help us tidy up. Eh? said the old man. Lynn tutted. Enough of your nonsense, she stopped. You know very well what I said. Now hurry up and help us clear up this mess. She grabbed him by the arm and jerked him. Maybe, she judged, a little violently. She confirmed it was a little violently about two seconds later when he had a massive heart attack and died, surrounded by glow sticks and sausage rolls. At the funeral, Marion Braithwaite approached a guilty Lynn. What was my dad doing when he died, she asked, sniffing away tears. Michelle and Lynn exchanged glances. Uh, well, began Lynn, he was listening to his records, said Michelle with conviction. After all, she hadn't been the one who had killed him. What record was it, if you can remember? Lynn shuffled her feet. It was um, it, it, it was my way, by fact. Oh, look, I've got to go, I've moustache. And, without any compunction, she left Michelle to the grieving daughter. Michelle looked at Marion. He was listening to Frank Sinatra, she asked incre- incredulously. She, he was very keen on him, said Michelle, without meeting Marion's eye. We only knew him for a little while, but he did love his Frank Sinatra record. Oh, OK. It's just that this is the track he wanted played at his funeral, and it's more like what he used to like, she said, as the 19th starts floor filler, One Night in Heaven by M People began blasting out. Odd how people can change just like that. Still, she looked upwards. I'll play some Frank when I get in for you, Dad, she promised. Oh, and I see your baby. Shaking that ass. Shaking that.